The Weekly It's music news. February 7th, I'm Kyle Meredith. And uh, Mr. Sean Cannon, one Mr. Pocket Bear who has no tricks up his uh, sleeve this time. No, no guarantees. No guarantees here. No, nothing nothing uh, tearing apart the internet this week. Oh, no, none of that, uh, yeah. sadly. Yeah. We expect big things from you on a weekly basis. Give now. me another week. <laughs> Give you another week. Give me another week before I find something else that's going to break the internet. Yeah, Jeez. Yeah, we'll, we'll be waiting. Who do uh, you think I am? You think I'm Tom Sharpling or something? Who do I want you to be? And yes, I want you to be Tom Sharpling. Oh, I see. So let's work on that. That's how oh. I imagine you in my oh, dreams. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. That's how it is, huh? Yeah. Oh, you want me to be that guy? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I see. Is that your impression? Yeah. That's yeah, good. Hey, you know what next year is? Next year is 2015. Yeah, that's usually how things work. Yeah, uh, time is... moves forward, Thank so you. add one year. Yeah, if we head back to 1985, we remember that 2015 is a, is a big deal. It is because that's when uh, that's when Marty McFly and Doc Brown they flew into the future. Yeah, in part two. That's when the one team from Florida either beats the team from somewhere else for the World Series <laughs> or loses. <laughs> who, who was it? Even though there was no team in Florida in 1985. Yeah. Uh, well, you have you have to account for the future, of course. Yeah, of course. Now, now we're looking at a few things here. We're looking at uh, you know hoverboards to finally go you know to get accepted to go mainstream. I mean, the the, uh, the technology is there. Yeah, the, the you know it's secretly been uh, yeah. propagated by the government for years sure. and years and years. Sure, we uh, we're, we're looking for hover cars, of course. Uh, we're looking for uh, tennis shoes that lace themselves and uh-huh. jackets that uh, blow dry you. It's true. Yeah, all those things in 2015. A uh, little bit of time. Uh, one thing they couldn't have predicted, I don't think, was Back to the Future becoming a musical. Mm. I don't think the future that Marty McFly was thinking about had to do with him as a song and dance man. You don't know for sure. Yeah. You can't be positive about that. <laughs> well, I mean, he, the, it wasn't talked about. Right. I'd like to think, though, that uh, from the very beginning, that was Robert Zemeckis's, uh actual plan. <laughs> was to turn this idea into a stage musical, but he accidentally made a movie, and then accidentally made a sequel, and then accidentally made a sequel that had a lot of musical-related things in there because ZZ Top was in that, and they did a song, and there was some dancing and stuff like that. So my, my thought is that he was trying to incorporate more musical elements into the third one, so that years later people would be okay with the musical. Maybe it was in a kind of a Nostradamus sort of way where it was really vague in there but left the door open. Yeah, that's what it was. And, and for all those people, I, so so what we're talking about, there is going to be a musical, and Robert Zemeckis is one of the writers behind this musical that's going to open up in London. So they say. It's going to, right. It's going to open up in London. They're predicting it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and they, they expect that it will be on Broadway not too long after that. To the folks who have who have uh, crying uh, desecration here, that, that they're ruining something sacred. Once again, as as Sean uh, accidentally just pointed out, uh, there was a Back to the Future three. Yeah. I don't think you can desecrate something that's already been desecrated. <laughs> I mean, you can. It just involves doing one kind of uh, bathroom thing on top of it instead of the other. Kind oh, okay, of bathroom I see. Thing. Do you think Huey Lewis is going to be involved in this? Oh, I hope so. You turn it down, you know? It's like they're up there singing, every, and, and suddenly the teacher walks in, hey, hey, you're too loud. You're too loud. I mean, I would just like to think that they're going to get Huey Lewis to write the entire score. <laughs> That's, I mean, you know, that was, that was my thing. Like, maybe they're going to partner him up with Stephen Sondheim, and it's going to be a real wang-dang doodle. <laughs> I can't wait. I, I really am looking forward to this. And for what it's worth, uh, since I was still young when Part 3 comes out, I, I was fine with Part 3. Uh, really? Sure. 
All right. It, it, no, it's not something I turn to, but you know. All right. You know. I mean, you know, at it's better at the, than Godfather Part Three. At the age of what I was probably eight or nine when that came out. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it too, but that was because you know. I thought, man, a flying train, so much cooler. <laughs> uh, hopefully I didn't, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Mad dog. Spoilers, <laughs> spoilers. Hopefully I didn't mess that up. And, you know, ZZ Top dressed as uh, old-timey mm-hmm. uh, string band Double dudes. back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that makes me sad that I still remember that whole uh, keep you going right there. The whole melody to that song. Uh, in, in the same spirit of uh, musicals, uh, maybe this would be a musical. I don't know, but uh, it just came out, Sean, in a Rolling Stone interview with Connor Oberst, uh, who uh, Bright Eyes are working on. He's got a new record that's done. It's country influence. That's not the news here. The Wait, news. is is this one though? Is this one about time travel? Because the last one was about was about aliens, reptile yeah. aliens that implanted their DNA into into monkeys to make people. So, well, it, it could be about time travel. So, so what he did uh, was that it, it, somewhere along the line, he started to write a screenplay for a movie based on Monsters of Folk, which of course Connor Oberst was part of with uh, mm. Jim James, M. Ward. Uh, Mike Mojis, yeah, uh, they were all part of it. Michael J. Fox attached to star, <laughs> Christopher Lloyd attached to direct, but not actually be in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, even uh, Teen Wolf at some point. They were just going to wrap it all it's in gonna together. It's going to be all in there. Yeah. yeah. So I don't exactly understand completely. It was about something about the internet and how it was destroying the fabric of time and space and the mm. world, but it was also based on Monsters of Folk. Now, I imagine Jim James really taking the part of Teen Wolf. If we've I got can to, see that. We've got to divvy out the Michael J. Fox yeah. uh, characters here. So who was Doc Hollywood at that point then? Uh, that really leaves M. Ward, and Mike Mojus would have been uh, the, um, the, uh, the 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 Family Ties. Oh, I see. Alex P. Keaton. So, That's no- what I'm thinking of. so nobody's going to take his role from Frighteners. <laughs> I was too late. It was later. Huh? It was later. And All of right. course, Connor Oberst would take it from Back to the Future. The oh, I, I just assumed yeah. he was going to be uh, Michael J. The Mike the Michael, the Michael J. J. Fox <laughs> show guy. <laughs> Uh, or or Spin City, Michael yeah. J. Fox. No, I I don't know. Oh, you know what? I like Spin City. I forgot about that one too. Yeah, it got way better when uh, when Ooh. Charlie Sheen. No, is better the word you were no, looking for? Not really. I don't think it was us. Uh, anyway, the whole thing fell apart, and he says it's not going to happen now. But at some point, there could have been a movie based on Monsters of Folk, mm. yeah. or at least a comic book. Or, see, oh, he could do that. Connor. We know you're listening. You've got nothing better it's to do. It's going to cost way less money to do yeah, that. Do the comic book. And after after that uh, last record, you know, the opus that uh, Bright Eyes put out again, again, <laughs> about aliens, <laughs> reptile aliens, reptoids, if you will, if you're into that, which I am, reptoids from the fourth dimension that implanted their DNA into apes to make human <laughs> beings. It was about that and Rastafarianism. You got to write about something. So after something like that, I can't imagine the next record's going to be that good. You got to write about. I mean, something. you can't follow that up. Yeah, yeah you got married. He's in love. Yeah, that's true too. See, yeah. it's a country album about being in love. Oh, that's what it's Ugh. about. Yeah. Come on, dude. Do you, uh, Sean? Did you see the Super Bowl? Did you watch? Yes. Yeah. It was a pretty rough game. I. You know what? I. I might be the only person that says this. I completely enjoyed every bit of it, and I was going for the Broncos. Oh man, it was just a boring because boring game. It, you got to look at the other way. It was one of the greatest train wrecks ever, one of the biggest chokes, and it was hilarious how many times the Broncos screwed up. I, mean, I say I that guess. as a fan of the Broncos. I by guess, the way. but oh, I didn't want them to. I didn't even want them to make that eight points. I just thought wouldn't have been great if it was fifty to nothing. I just wanted to see. <laughs> Something that didn't make me cringe, <laughs> and sadly, the halftime show didn't help either. 
Uh, I found myself liking Bruno Mars on that. Uh, I, 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 right. I I didn't go out and but I was entertained. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Then the Chili Peppers came out. Yeah, they sure did. They came out. Now I didn't notice it, but everybody has pointed out that the Chili Peppers weren't plugged in. You know, they yeah they they didn't plug their guitars in, and the weirdest part about that in my mind is that they could have at least had them literally plugged in. Sure. They it's not just that the guitars were off. It's that they actually were not there. plugged in. Yeah. When you look at the yeah, when you look at the input jacks, there's no there's nothing there. cables, yeah. no cords. Yeah. Uh so the least they could have done was, you know, the wireless uh, co- cable you thing. You could have dressed used. it up a little bit. You could yeah, have tried. They just would have put those in there. Sure, but they didn't. Because I, I, I mean you would think that with a hundred and fifteen point what is it hundred and fifteen point three million people watching yeah. that at least one more people than actually watch the Super Bowl. Right, yeah. Right. By four million. <laughs> uh you'd think that at least one person would notice and oh right. They did. Yeah, that one person did notice, and that one person ended up being someone prominent on the internet. Who but hey, a... here's the thing. I'm not complaining, because you know what that meant? What's that? It meant that I didn't have to hear the Chili Peppers. Ta-da. It was pretty good. Yeah, now I, I do, I, I don't know if this is the whole thing, because it sounded like Anthony was pre- was live. Akitas was singing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was happening. You yeah. had to do that. Uh, so it goes back, and they, they Flea comes out, and he says, honestly, uh, we, we've always been against that. We've never been for that. We've always spoke out about it. But how often are you going to go to get to go to the Super Bowl? That's what they said we'd have to do. And we said, uh, it's a once-in-a-lifetime once in a lifetime experience. Uh, let's do this. You'd think that they would know, too, though. Hey, at least <laughs> let's look, make it look like they're right. plugged in. Yeah. It's uh, like it's like the uh, the old TV performances from the fifties and sixties when you know they were lip syncing and there were instruments that weren't there and they were playing the instruments differently and right. there were harmonies out right. of nowhere and people at that point in time were just too dumb when it came to live music performances <laughs> to know that that's not what that's was happening. Not right. You know. Yeah, that was a pretty good performance from Flea. You know what my favorite performance from Flea was though? Needles. Back to the Future. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's the way to do that. <laughs> Back to the Future Two. Oh, you liked him better than that one. Too. Yeah, yeah, just to be clear, that's yeah, that's that was, where he that's was true. when he was doing the thing with the two little ties. Or wait, was it the was Marty doing that? I can't remember. <laughs> You're fired. That was a good one. Uh, speaking of uh, the uh, the Super Bowl, back to that though. The other, I guess, big hubbub was that uh, somebody saw Dylan in a car commercial and they said, <gasps> "What? The times have changed." Let's see what I did there. Uh. Times have changed because they use that song on the car ad. Uh, so oh, now I get it. Yeah, he was in the uh, Chrysler commercial. His song, uh, uh, I Want yeah. You, was also in the Yogurt commercial, two, two Dylan ads. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, gotta say, how did you forget Dylan has been in ads before, and I want to say the creepiest one. This isn't the first time Dylan was in a commercial. The creepiest one I always thought was when he was in the Victoria's Secrets commercial back in 2004. Because when I think of sexy underwear, you got to think of Bob Dylan. Hey, I don't deny that. <laughs> The thing about it was that it didn't actually look like Bob Dylan. It looked like a CGI version of Bob Dylan made to, and this is the weird part, made to look four years younger. Like it, it not, really, not, not young enough, just no, like four years. Yeah, it's like a weird uh, arbitrary number where they're like, well, he kind of looks too old. Yeah. Well, let's age him back uh, 15 years. No, no, we don't want people thinking that he's not as old as he is. <laughs> Four years. Four, uh, four years, years is enough. Four years sounds good. Four years yeah. Is enough. Uh, and I mean, it was just so bizarre, you know. Uh, when the when the opening line is, "There's nothing more American than America," 
<laughs> yeah, I guess you know Bob Dylan. He's he's the uh, he's the Shakespeare of our time. That's fair. Yeah. I wonder if they asked him to actually write the ad too. He's the poet. I mean, in my, in my mind, the first <laughs> draft was American. Probably America. probably something closer to there's there's nothing more American than an artist being co-opted by a major corporation, an artist no less that has already built his entire career on the backs of other people who went unrecognized for their work. Uh, there's nothing more American in my mind than that. That's just me, and I'm a Bob Dylan fan, just to be clear, but I'm just saying there's really nothing more American than a guy who... I guess you could co- ask the Indians that. The, the exactly. Cleveland Indians That's, is what it, The Cleveland Indians, of course. Than a guy who, uh, who, had every, who, who had everything handed to him because he stole from all the right people. Dave Van Ronk. And, uh, well, not just him. Come on now, there's a Guthrie in there. Ryan Adams. <laughs> yes, he stole from Brian Adams. <laughs> Bob Dylan stole all of his best stuff Everything from Brian Adams. I do. Well, you know what is the uh, what, wait? What is the song off? Uh, There's no love like yours. Go on. You're, you're good? No, I'm not no. gonna do anymore. I feel, I feel like uh, everything I do, I do it for you. Ended up on uh, that '98 album, the comeback album that Dylan. Uh, the Garth- time out of mind. Yeah, time out of mind. What's the song that Garth Brooks and Adele? Uh, oh, to make yeah, you feel yeah, my yeah, love, yeah. to make you feel my love, being everything I do, I do it for you. Maybe that was a Brian Adams song. I'm gonna go look it up now. <laughs> I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna go on BMI and look up the writing credits on that. Hey, uh, 2016 is an election year. You gonna be voting for anybody? Yeah, I'm moving to North Carolina. Are you? Yeah. Speaking of musicals, why is uh why are you moving to North Carolina? Uh, well, because Clay Aiken is uh, Clay Aiken is running for Congress. What's he doing? These, that's what he's doing these days. I mean, I guess. I guess that run of Spamalot finally closed. <laughs> he's got nothing was else he in going Spamalot? on. He was. He was. He, I didn't know. He, uh, Playing Eric Idle's part. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah. All I right. just remember when the when the Broadway revival happened. They were like, "What second rate vocalist can we get who is dumb enough to uh, put his career on the back burner?" Oh no! Wait, we got to get somebody whose career is already stalled. Clay Aiken. Oh, I thought you were going to, the guy who lost out to uh, Kelly Clarkson. Oh, Justin Greeny. They probably went for him first, but that was, you know, fresh off of from, from Justin to Kelly. So it was a little different at that point. There was, there was no from Clay to Ruben. <laughs> Soul Man. And just to, be, just to be clear about this, too, people sometimes forget, but Clay Aiken lost. Yeah, he did lose. The second season. To Ruben. To Ruben Stuttered. Yeah. What a sad statement. Where's that guy at? Yeah. Is he planning some sort of political campaign? He's in a he's in a little super group with Justin and Soul Man. Oh, is that what that is? <laughs> I just assumed that he was like working a little little lower on the radar. Maybe he's like a city councilman uh, or, a you know. Right. Uh, what, now, wouldn't it be funny, though, if, uh, if uh, you know, that's what he decides? Like, you know what we need? Is a celebrity death match, but politics style. Uh, Ruben also moves to North Carolina, and then oh, we get so round two, so that they can run against one another. Yeah. And you know what? The people vote. It's the exact same. Uh, you know that's a good point, but they but but it's not uh, toll free numbers. It's well, that's not. But I think Pepsi's still involved somehow. Yeah, they usually are with the polling <laughs> systems. So no, he's running. He's running. No, he really is. He's really running for Congress. Clay Aiken. Uh, yeah. Ruben. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ruben Stuttered, maybe or maybe not. We're waiting for him to officially put his hat in the ring. Uh, he said, I'm not a politician. I don't ever want to be one, which is, of course, why he's becoming one. Uh, but I do want to bring back, at least in my corner of North Carolina, which I guess is the northeast corner. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The idea that someone can go to Washington to represent all the people, whether or not they voted for you. Now, I, I'm going to play a little bit of the stereotype card here. Oh, no. Um, you? Yeah. You playing on stereotypes, Kyle Meredith? So, North Carolina, 
Uh, I don't know if it's different from South Carolina, but did uh, did they know he's gay? Did the Carolinas know that Clay Aiken's gay? He li- I feel like that's a thing in the Carolinas. He's still, from you know? there and he lives there, so you know? I'm going to assume yes. <laughs> uh, unless, I'm, I mean, I don't know how they couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Because it seems pretty obvious. Just the whole South thing. Just, this, you know. Yeah, it's a playing thing. on the stereotypes. It's a thing. All right. All right. You forget where we're from, huh? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see how it is. All right. Uh, 50th anniversaries of bands. It's uh, now been happening for a couple years now. We've seen the Stones do it. We've seen the Beatles do it. Uh, looks like, and the Kinks, the Kinks are working on it. Looks like the Grateful Dead are the next up. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, many members of the Grateful Dead are actually dead. Not just Jerry Garcia, but a few, like four folks that came into the band throughout the years. They've yeah. also went on to pass. Which is, you know, good for the prospects of actually getting the band back together yeah. in my mind because I don't have to worry about listening to it. Well, I think all they've got left is uh, Bob Weir and Trey Anastasio and I think Dave Matthews uh, and maybe uh, Keith Urban. Uh, these are... <laughs> No, you meant Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton, Clay Aiken, uh, <laughs> members of the Grateful Dead. Now, no, Bob, no, no. You meant you meant Justin uh, Guarini. <laughs> Bob Weir has said uh, because they've all splintered off into different bands now. Taylor Hicks. Further, that's Soul Man. That's a good yeah. Uh, uh, Further is one of the bands. I think Rat Dog is one of the bands. Sure, why not? Uh, but uh, but Bob Weir has said uh, it's it's coming up on the fiftieth, and I'd like to make a little money this year. Uh, so if there are hatchets to be buried. Now, Let's did he actually digging. say that? Did he say he wants to make money? Because I could believe him saying that. No, no, I'm, I'm putting that one in his mouth for him. Because uh, I, yeah. I, I think that's... Now, the sh- actual quote is, yes. if there are hatchets to be buried, let's start digging. So, uh, I, mm. what, that, if that's not the news, of course they're going to get back together and go do the 50th anniversary. I'm more interested right now in how the dead have become cool suddenly. Uh, Stereo Gum just did a big 10 best Grateful Dead. The National are out there like crusading for them. There's going to be a big tribute record with all these indie bands. Well, when did the dead become cool? Because I remember it differently. It's been a long time coming. It's been a long time coming. You know, I, I've talked to a few musicians over the last few years about how they appreciate the Grateful Dead, and I think part of it is because the Grateful Dead finally stopped touring. Yeah, you you don't have think this has anything to do with like generations, like the the little sisters can't like what the older brothers like. I think that might be a little bit of it, but I really do think it's because they finally disappeared from the public consciousness. Because you remember, even in the 90s, where it was uh, like, oh, gross, the Grateful Dead? Right, right. They're still, oh, man, that's disgusting. Even though they were selling out, like, 20,000 people would show up at every show. Well, right? yeah, 20,000 50-year-olds. <laughs> that's not the same uh, as, as indie rock musicians, especially when, at that point in time, all of the cool kids now are 15 yeah. or 10. Uh, I, I do think that that was part of it because you don't have that stigma because it's the, a lot of it was the cultural stigma of, of all of that stuff because I similarly have a, a very great distaste for that lifestyle and that culture. But at the same time, there are some, uh, super badass, amazing songs, songs mm-hmm. that are less than 15 minutes long. Uncle John's band. That, uh, th- that the Grateful Dead wrote. Friend of the Devil. So yeah, that's the thing. Touch of Grey. I. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. I will get mm-hmm. by. So it's catchy. Yeah, there is that skeletons dancing around. So I think that yeah, see that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. So I think that enough like enough time has passed since the band has been gone, gone, like gone, 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 done, did it, undone. Do you not see what's going to happen though? What's going to happen is the dead become cool again, and in two years, all the frat boys who are catching up were like, oh, the dead are cool. We're going to go to these shows. 
and then it just happens again. But don't most of them already go to those shows because they're Dave Matthews fans? I don't think I don't place? I don't think the college kids right now know who the Grateful Dead are, but they will again, and it's just going to go in a loop. That's what's happening. See Matt Berninger, this is what you're doing to America. I don't know. I feel like most frat boys are still like they still have the uh, stuck on Bob Marley right they've now. They've got the they've got the dancing bear on the back <laughs> on the back of their car, you know. <laughs> or or they've got that weird Grateful Dead logo where instead of uh, the you know the lightning thingy in the middle, it's whatever sports team yeah, that right. they're a fan of. Yeah, I, I would guess most of them. There, there are large parts of them that the only thing they know about the Grateful Dead is they really like Cherry Garcia ice cream. That's like the worst flavor. I haven't had it. Uh, I want to end on the downer notes. Of course, uh, this was the week we also lost uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Now, uh, obviously not a musician. We're a music news show, but uh, he had such a uh, a big old dance with music, uh, with all of his movies. It seemed like any time he was involved in a movie, it usually ended up having a good soundtrack, too. And who could forget, of course, his portrayal of Lester Bangs. He was my Lester Bangs. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I, seriously. Not the real one. I can't play an Iggy Pop record without in my head hearing Iggy Pop every single time. Every time. Uh, it was a huge loss, though, to uh, yeah. not just to movies, but uh, to the musical community. No, it's true, and uh, yeah, I've seen so many musicians speak about it too, mm-hmm. about how uh, moved they were by his performances. I imagine that at some point in time, you know, seeing those things stirred enough emotion and uh, was evocative enough to probably inspire some songs that we don't even know yeah. were inspired by his work, yeah. especially. Uh, in the Big Lebowski, <laughs> it, it, I think it it just came out of nowhere. That's that was one of the things. Like, yeah, no one saw that one coming. Yeah, it's true. Although apparently his friends knew. Yeah. that he'd fallen off the wagon last year, and they kept trying to plan an intervention, and never did because they thought, well, it's not like he's going to die. Yeah, right. And then there we are. So, just think about that. If you if if you know somebody. If this is if this is a situation in your life or in someone else's life that you care about, don't wait, don't put it off, don't say, well, yeah, but that's not going to happen because yeah. it could. It happens. All right, we're going to miss you, Hoffman. Uh, Sean Cannon, thanks so much for dropping in. Now I got to not to make see a what joke. my condition my condition was in. Can't, I can't really make a joke because this is big up serious. For a I, I just turned it around. I did a Big Lebowski reference. No, it's good, but I didn't take that as a joke. I just took that as a reference to the Big Lebowski. <laughs> All right, Sean. Thanks. Bye.